0: what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the circle of slime it's me your boy skinny i'm joined by jazzy jay and the one and only ozzy fresh
1: what up what up everybody happy you know what i was thinking about different w's and for some reason wiener kept getting stuck in my head <laughs> happy wiener wednesday to everyone out there <laughs> that's how we're I like starting it. today's show
0: I like <laughs> it. <little> wiener
2: wednesday.
0: <laughs> uh, we're back man it's a post uh dolphins loss in our. Uh, our round one playoff match against the Buffalo Bills. But uh, before we get right to it, um, it was an eventful weekend. Your boy got lost in New York City with no cell phone and wet shoes, but it was a <laughs> great time. Uh, I know you guys had a little something going on over there. Um, how did that go? Tell the audience a little bit more about how you guys celebrated um, the event of the Dolphins making the playoffs and uh, not so much the victory, but the time and how you spent it.
1: Um. Well, I guess that the weekend wasn't necessarily planned around the dolphins, although it should have been right. But um, now Jay came over with his beautiful family and uh, the weather was cold as tits. So uh, we couldn't do a lot what we wanted to do, but we did get to go to this park called Manatee Park. Uh, It's down the street from the house uh, and come to find out the water plant, water power plant across the street provides warm water for the manatees when it's cold. So it's actually better to see the manatees when it's like sub 60, sub 50 degrees. Uh, So we went there. It was whip wind was chilling out there it was like 50 degrees but we saw a lot of manatees man we saw like I felt like 20 manatees were out there the kids had a good time uh Jason put his hand in a crocodile's mouth so that was kind of <laughs> cool um and then uh then yeah we just uh, we went to the boathouse for those who don't know it's a restaurant on the water here in Fort Myers a beautiful little venue we all went to hang out and have a family lunch and Liz then we Ol- got home
2: fried Ol- gator tail Liz oh, almost yeah. tried gator yeah. tail. Uh,
1: Jason's <laughs> wife, one of the pickiest he is alive, almost tried gator tail. She literally put it in her mouth, bit down, but didn't bite all the way down. Like just kind of teeth, the front two teeth touched the gator. And then she immediately uh, bounced out and just said, never mind. And her daughter ended up putting the whole thing in her mouth and eating it. So, so shout out to Lily for eating the gator bites. So those were great. Uh, and then after that, it was just a, a weekend filled with football, man. Uh, we went and, and caught what we thought was going to be a blowout with the Jaguars and Chargers game. Um, and, uh, we all went to sleep thinking it was a wash and then come to find out the next morning, the Jaguars came back, which was intense. Uh, and then the next morning we had a little family breakfast at Leo's French toast house and then geared up for the, uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, close, almost win against the Buffalo Bills. So nice and chill, a lot of family time, a lot of weed. Uh, and, uh, and other than that, it was, uh, it was a great time. We had a great time.
0: All right, cool. So Avi's off to a good start. He's not listening. Um, Jason, how did you spend the dolphins game? This
1: nigga gave me. His I thought you said the whole game. I thought you wanted the whole weekend overview. Mean, I I none of that shit. you said we had eventful weekends. You talked about how you were wearing wet <laughs> shoes and lost in New York, and then I get into my details and you just don't give a shit. Tell oh, me about well, dick. you know what we did. We sat in the couch and were miserable for three and a half hours. That's exactly what we fucking did. <laughs> Story over. Sorry, four and a half hours because the game was fucking took forever. <laughs>
2: That game was so long. What's up with that? I didn't understand yeah. how that shit took so long, dude. I'm like, did they fuckers, change we the have a weekend
1: overview every show, the last six seasons of the show. We talk about weekend overview. Wow. Now he doesn't want to hear it. He just wants Too to hear much. what we did for the Dolphins game. <laughs>
0: It was way too much, man. Nobody asked about Leo's French toast. Just wanted to get it. This guy goes to
1: New York one time, time comes back a totally different asshole. asshole. That's it. He's a whole new (laughs) New York asshole. So fuck you and your bagels and everything else with with you in that dumbass city. Fuck
0: them all.
2: (laughs) That fucking dumpster fire. That's what it'll do to you.
0: (laughs) So, But I will say this. I had the greatest Miami Dolphins experience in New York City. The awesome. experience right, we don't want to talk about have,
1: it though. It's all right. We'll move on.
0: We'll move on the, right,
2: we're
0: <laughs> about the experience that you can have watching a Miami Dolphins game in New York City cannot be replicated in Florida. The closest thing you will ever get to anything like that is at us at the stadium at the game. Boys, it was just it was phenomenal. It was electric. You're getting fuck you, Buffalo, in a bar every single person walked in with dolphin apparel dolphins would get a first down you got it that's another miami dolphins first, first down. down and the people in the background whoa! it's like bro like you would think you're like in really in miami it's just an experience that i've never had in my life uh one day we have to go there the circus line has to go there the place is called slattery's midtown pub um it was just truly amazing might have been the, by far the greatest bar experience game that I, I've ever had in fucking 33 years. And go figure, of all places, the one place in New York. New York City. And it was just a gathering of Miami fans. It was fucking awesome. Daniel was there, too. He had his Dolphins hat. He was repping, going hard. Um, I remember being outside at halftime. One of the guys was supposed to go to a Nick game that started at four. It's almost fucking 3 30 and it was only halftime. Wow. To piggyback yeah. on what you were saying about how it was such a long game. Um mm-hmm. why did that happen? Anybody have any ideas or reason? Like what was there a lot of fucking incompletions? Uh what what led to that half being so long? Anybody have an idea? I have God no idea. God likes to torture us. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They don't think you have end, like, 17-3 or, 17-3 or something like that. So it definitely was a torturous half for us. But uh, let's get right to it, man. Slime, I'll go to you first. Um, initial reaction from Dolphins being eliminated to the Buffalo Bills in the first round of the wildcard playoffs, man
1: uh i was just shocked that it was so close um i i started almost getting my hopes up towards the end of the game me me and jason were talking prior and we were the girls were asking us like what do we think about the game are we excited we're like man this is gonna be a fucking wash we're gonna get our asses kicked you know and then we go down 14-0 in the first quarter and it's like yep this is what it's gonna look like uh but no man surprisingly the defense held up uh josh allen looked more than human he threw, what was it, uh, three, uh, two interceptions. You know, he still went for 350 yards, but he threw two picks. Uh, their run game was weak against us as well. I felt like we, we defended pretty well against the run against them, and we contained, for the most part, what you can do against Josh Allen. And uh, I, I think we played a solid game. Skylar looked a little bit better. Obviously, there was a lot of hiccups with the play calling that kind of killed us towards the end of the game there. But all in all, my initial reaction was just shocked, shocked that this was a three-point game. And, a revelation that Buffalo really isn't as great as, like Jason's been saying it the whole season, but like Buffalo isn't as great as everyone making it out to be. Like I feel, I don't know if that's because Josh Allen's injured elbow from weeks back, but overall I was just so happy. Like I I, I hate to say this again, that we've talked about moral victories are a wash or whatever, but that was a good one coming in with your thirsting quarterback and, and only losing because one, your thirsting quarterback couldn't see Tyreek open down the field. And two, because you fucked up a play call and got delay of game and pushed you back. Uh, on fourth down. So overall happy experience. Uh, you know, we were at the edge of our seats toward the end of that game. I know we were going crazy, especially when we had that strip sack for a touchdown, we were losing our minds. Um, but just, just proud, proud, proud of the way we went out considering, considering where we were at at the end of the season.
0: Yeah. I'm not one that likes moral victories. I actually fucking hate them, but, uh, weeks, uh, one through 17, I'll take a moral victory in the playoffs. They really, really hurt because there's no next week. Like, you can't build on that moral victory next week uh, after a bye week. As the season's over, you got the whole offseason to just dwell on that loss. But, uh, Jason, I'll come to you. Initial reaction, man. How you feeling post-offense loss to Buffalo? Um, where's your head at? Well, well, talk to us
2: so there's a couple things i i want to say i agree with you a hundred percent in regards to the moral victories and every time we speak about it, i even preface it and saying i hate saying this moral victories because it's a fucking game you either win or you lose They're right but i look at this and i feel like this is a situation where we got to take a step back and be like you know what this is a moral victory we took the best team in our division to the end of the rope. We held them, and not the first time. We did it at their home for the second time in a row. You would think that they would have figured something out in that second game that we had at Buffalo, but no, it was still, and we took them down to the end of the rope. And like Ozzy said, we did that with our third-string rookie quarterback, which gives me that hope to say that, man, if we did have two there healthy we should still be in the playoffs right now. There's no doubt in my mind that we could have gone on to Buffalo and we could have beat them. And then, you know, when most are coming back and all this, you know, the what if games, we're going to be playing that all summer long. So um, it's a situation where I'm not so like, oh, my God, you know, it's like, crap, here we are again. I have a lot of hope going into the following season. The delay of games, Ozzy touched on this. The delay of games are killing us. The the changing of the packages with like 15 seconds, 10 seconds left on the play clock. Like, what are you doing? We got to, that's got to be fixed. It's got to be tightened up. That also lets me say, first year coach needs to learn some things. We're going to come back with a new defensive mindset come next year. I have hope going into the offseason you know it's gonna suck having to go through all that and be like i just need it to start already i want to get to the start of next year's regular season but i have hope in in, in what we've done and what chris greer has been able to do. so you know it, it's i felt the dolphin fan but with a little bit of hope
0: yeah it's tough it fucking sucks and the worst thing is that it's over uh like i said if you want to say we can build on this but Fuck off. I'd rather talk about the Heat or the fucking Marlin or just, you know, the season's over, the Dolphins lost. Yeah. I'm not I'm not so much hurt from this loss because of what we had going into the fight. Yeah, the expectations were low. uh So anything
1: any any anything not losing by twenty one was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Everybody I ran into, I'm like, we're gonna (laughs) fucking get mopped today. We're gonna get just routed and even though the game felt like even we got that strip sack fumble for a touchdown, in my head I'm like, there's just no way we can win. Like it's just I just felt like it wasn't meant to be. Like it's we that wasn't a team that we were supposed to beat. It was almost as if we were you know how when they say like a, a bad team plays good against a really good team, like they they're playing what what is that uh saying, Jason?
2: They're playing up to that team.
0: Yeah, you're like playing up to that team's level. Like, we, we shouldn't have even uh-huh. been there, but we weren't. It was amazing. It was a great experience. What this does for next year, I don't fucking know, because at the end of the day, who's going to be under center? If it's Tua under center, and we have this same roster and the same team. I mean, we bring back Byron Jones. Everybody's healthy. How confident are you guys going into next season with Tua under center? Jason, I'll come to you first.
2: Better get that live chicken. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> KFC's not going to cut it on this one, man. It's going to... I mean, look, Tua's health is the main issue. And from the reports we're hearing, he's not more susceptible to concussions than anyone else is. So maybe the time off, his he heals. they get a stronger helmet. I don't know. But if Tua is healthy, there is no doubt in my mind, this team as constructed... This is a team to make a run to the Super Bowl, but that's a big if with this health issue, and that's so been ta- the question mark. Are you taking on that him.
0: risk? Are you taking that risk and going with him into another season and hoping that he stays so
2: healthy? If if I'm the GM of of the Miami Dolphins as constructed the way they are right now with the cap situation, to his contract situation, yeah, because there's your your hands are kind of tapped. Fist and what else is out there other than an aging Aaron Rodgers do you want to take the the a two-year run on that you know and you're still gonna have to pay that man his money so you know you're kind of strapped I think in the situation that you are fiscally going into it you kind of have to ride it out with it and just play out that rookie contract remember look the Giants did the same thing with Daniel Jones they didn't pick up that rookie contract at that, that a fifth-year option you know, so do the same thing. Why not? What the hell? If it works out and he stays healthy, then you reap the. Of that. Yeah. The ceiling. that We if it doesn't then you know
1: jason uh can you do us a favor can, can that, you start interrupting you? can you can you drop off the bridge can you drop you off the there, call I, oh, I don't know well, if you can hear running. us. he's running right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> jay can you can you drop off the, the the call and come back in please uh you're getting we're, we're losing you here quite a bit
2: yeah
0: he's gone yeah but um sly man i'll come to you with that same question we're going on year four to this is going to be year four so he's got actually
2: Two years well, left.
0: He's got two years left. Is On there, the scale. you have to pick up the fifth year though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, the okay, up. So
0: technically, last year would be his his last year with us. Yeah. Um, are you running it back, dude, or are you? I mean, like, like, like.
1: No, I don't think it is because there's not many better options, right? Like Jason was saying, um, we don't have a great draft pick in this first round. Do we have the first round pick or we we lost both of them? Yeah, so yeah, we lost both of them. So we don't even have one this year. So that's out of the question, unless you're going to give a house of picks away for another quarterback. Tom Brady's a free agent, but do you really want to run a year or two with Tom Brady? Uh, with this roster, considering the way he's played, even though he still had a pretty damn good year for being 46, and then Derek Carr situation—you guys hate him, you don't want him in Miami either. Um, like, so our options are super limited, and it's and it's shown. And it's proven that if this kid's healthy, that the offense flows, right? Um, so I think our best case scenario is find the second best backup that you can in the league. Find a Gardner Minshew, find somebody that you know can be reliable for you, at least for now, while we you know rebuild on this. Well, we don't even have to technically rebuild. We need some pieces that we're missing on defense. Yeah. Um, the offense is stellar, we obviously got a the the offensive line looks like it has a strong base, they just need to be healthy. Everything's about health. I feel like everything resided on that. So, yes, with this team fully healthy, yes, we did beat up on shitty teams. and that, But the good teams we played against, aside from the, that Chargers and 49ers game, we were pretty close to all the good teams as well. So I feel like, you know, with a second-year coach now coming in, learning the rhythms, finally getting those jitters out, with Tua, hopefully, like Jason said, there there's uh, there's rumors about them finding some kind of special helmet for him, um, s- some kind of different padding to help him out. I don't know, um, but but whatever whatever works, man. Fucking cover him in a bubble. As long as he can get that release out in three seconds, who gives a shit? But yeah, but I think yeah, running it back with him. They've already announced he's our QB for 2023. Like, let's move on. Let's move forward. Let's capitalize on what we can while he's still cheap because we're at, I think 14 million over the cap right now. But they're saying there's some adjustments that we can make to get like. 30 million under especially with Byron Jones we don't have to pay him at all next year if we don't want to which is pretty awesome considering he didn't do shit this year um so so yeah the the pass rush is looking bright Jalen Phillips came out of his shell the second half of that season uh last year and he's gonna looking like the next coming of Jason Taylor which is what we expected from him to start with so I think we have a good foundation if we can get some better DBs to help us out or just some healthy ones maybe uh I think we have a strong chance to to really make some noise in the AFC it's clearly proven that the product works when it's all healthy we just got to keep it healthy the whole season, which is hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. For what it's worth, we had the third toughest schedule in all of the NFL this year. And uh against the teams that um had a winning record, we were four and five. So I mean it's not that bad, you know, kind of splitting games with teams who are the best in the league. So it, w- it was a tough run for the Dolphins, a tough stroke of health too, man. It was just uh really bad, and we made it to the fucking playoffs. It, it was fucking amazing. For me, it was uh, a good year as a fan. It was fun. I uh, had a great time. Um, what is your take on Mike McDaniels? Um, the offense looked good. Um, I'd also like to say that the offensive coordinator, Bavel has actually declined offers from other teams to go and be uh, the assistant, uh, the offensive coordinator for other teams. So that's some really uh, dope loyalty that we're seeing for a guy to stay here. And uh, we'll be able to see, like you know, Tua doesn't have to go through another quarterback coach or another offensive coordinator, and then all the bullshit, the hurdles that uh that quarterbacks tend to go with. But um, I'd like to hear your guys' take on Mike McDaniel's first year. Uh, but before I give it to you, um, slime, I'll let you go first. Um, it looked like all year that mistake that we lost that fucking game on, or lost an opportunity at winning, happened. Every single game this year. I mean, this fucking guy was terrible at game management. I feel like we went into every closing of a half with no timeouts. How many times did fucking eat oh, The, last challenges. Water? <laughs> mm-hmm. the lost
2: challenges? The lost challenges. lost
0: challenges. <laughs> so, uh, ending halves with no timeouts. Both half, first and second half, losing every single fucking challenge with the exception of one. How many delay of games? How many times you seen the quarterback having to call timeout before, before the play clock expires? Like this happened all year, and it's gonna be really fucking easy for Jason to say it was his first year, he's gonna learn, and I know it's coming, I see it brewing, and then um, yeah. there's nothing wrong in saying that. Let me not even well, talk well, so well, much. Thank god shit. I can go first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh. fucking go give it to us, Like, give us your take here. Your um, your exit review of Mike of Mike McDaniel. Although granted, he's not leaving, but the season's over.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, to to his to his credit, at least for this specific fourth and one mistake, uh, his coaching staff told him that we got the first down. So um, he was under the impression that we had a first down, even though he's right in front of the fucking field and he should be watching it himself. But his coaching staff told him that we had a first down. So he initially called the first down play and then realized it was actually fourth. And then he switched it all up. It was all mayhem. And it, and yeah, it, it's it's still a coaching issue. But uh, to to his credit, like 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 the rest of the roster, like Tua, like all the players, all that's fixable you know that those kind of things if, from what he showed from his with his offensive mind with such a depleted roster with backup quarterbacks half the season still making it to the playoffs still having an above 500 season that stuff's impressive a lot of a lot of guys would just chalk it up to injuries and give up but we took it to, to Buffalo at the end of the year. And obviously, like, we need a lot of help defensively. Boyer was not a great D.C. as we've complained about in half the season. So who knows? Maybe uh, Stanley from the Chargers is finally going to get fired and we can bring him on as, as a D.C. And we'll figure out how it goes from there. Uh, so definitely, I think once we bring in, you know, a solidified coaching staff, a lot of these guys were newcomers, West Walker, Sam Madison. These guys are first-time coaches at the position. So this was all a growing effort as a unit. And I think they did very well, I mean, we didn't we didn't have a losing season. You know, we were this close to beating what people were arguing the best team in the NFL prior to the season starting and even five weeks into the season starting. So I think he's going to be great. I mean, he, he's going to learn from his mistakes. One thing that he talks about all the time is about learning and about how to be better. And I think that's a practice that he's going to take into himself. He's going to see all these times that he fucked around and now he's going to have a game plan in place. All first time playoff jitters, everything. Non-excusable. At that grand stage, you're right, Slime. This shit shouldn't be happening. You're right. But it's something that now, imagine if it, if everything went right, then he'd think that he did such a great job. Now he knows what he has to work on for next season. I think he will capitalize on that and will show a change. And I do think we have a winning season next, next year as well. I'm not calling a Super Bowl bound because health is obviously still going to be a huge factor. But if we're all healthy, you've seen what we can do, man. We're electric, and it's going to be fun. We were number one in the power rankings at one point. Remember that, guys. We were number one in the power rankings in the NFL last year. That's beautiful, and that's a big credit to Mike McDaniel, and I think that he's going to do fine next year as
0: well. Yeah, not only number one in the power rankings, but uh, Tour was the number one quarterback in all the NFL in almost every fucking statistical category for a long time, well, for a good stretch of the run this season. Uh, before I go to you, Jason, slide. If you had to grade the guy – Overall for the season, what grade are you giving Mike Mike McDaniel? I'm giving him a B plus,
1: man. I, I think I think he, you know, he 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 did what he could with what he had, and we still made it to the playoffs and we still took it to our division. And it was a competitive season. And uh if the team stays healthy, I give him an A, man. Who knows how far we could have gone? Uh, but all in all, a B plus. I think it was a valiant effort the guy's just a genius you can tell and then his character his demeanor the way he gets along with players with the media he's likable he's charismatic he's everything you want in a young smart head coach everything you see in mcveigh is like kind of what we're you know seeing sprout with mcdaniel and kind of like being that front facing of the franchise and not being afraid to troll a guy said he wishes it were colder he wore a t-shirt like he's fun with it you know he makes Football funny makes the team fun. And the best part is the players love him and want to play for him. And that's what's something that Urban Meyer couldn't do, what Flores failed to do towards the end of his tenure with us. Like like that kind of shit affects the locker room. And, and I give him a B plus because I think next, coming in next year hot, I think we're going to be doing some special things with him.
0: Yeah, overall um... – I'm sad that there's no game next week because Bro, I'm fucking sucks. sold on everything this you said. Don't <laughs> <laughs> fucking buy it. I wish there was a game next week so I could go into it with this uh this optimism and this energy. But there isn't. Uh, Jason, we'll pass it over to you, man. Uh, Give us the exit interview for Mike McDaniel. Uh, the way you saw it, the way you uh see it going in the future. Uh, Still looking a little choppy over there. I don't know if you hear me. Hello?
2: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you guys hear me?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I I love McDaniel. I love the guy. I thought he was fantastic. Uh there's a couple things that he needs to clean up. I mean, he fixed Tua, you know, and I, I don't That's a look big at McDaniel. Thing, bro. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he made him I, look
1: I, like a number five overall pick. <laughs> correct.
2: He he made the offense look dynamic. I mean, he had a defensive holdover from the previous staff, so he gets to now get his own guy in there. Um, but I, I think he did a, 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 like Ozzy said, a B plus job, you know, and health was his curse. And a lot of the things that didn't work for him this year are things that can be fixed, things that he can work on to fix those. So all in all, I think the future, the future is bright. And like Andy and Ozzy said, you know, I wish there was a game next week. You know, it sucks, but we got to wait till the off season for next year.
0: All right. Before we close this segment, I'll ask you guys, uh, one last question, man, uh, not the quarterback, we'll leave that alone, but if, if there's just one position that you could fix next year, one position, whether it's, uh, on the offense, defense, coaching staff, uh, GM owner, any, anything in, in the realm of this team, um, Slime, I'll come to you first. Like, what are you addressing? If you could have one thing addressed, what is it? Middle,
1: middle linebacker. I, I middle feel linebacker. like I feel like we should have made that effort to see what we could have got for Roquan Smith if we could. Granted, the price tag is gonna be absurdly high. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh I I I feel like we need that guy in the middle of the fucking field to 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 anchor this defense and get him on the right path. Where our linebackers tackle terribly, our secondary tackles terribly, um, and I feel like with a strong middle linebacker like we had a Luke Kuechly back there, or Ray Lewis like I'm fucking sick with the defense look with the great pass rush that it currently has that just, you know, needs a little bit more time, you know, just to get to the quarterback. I feel like we led the league and almost second, the QB by leaps and bounds. Uh, So if we just had a little bit of a better linebacker, maybe to cover the middle of the field, to not let the QB uh, escape there like Josh Allen did to us over and over again all season uh, and maybe some better secondary help. But, But for me, the key free agent, middle linebacker, I think we need a strong, strong Zach Thomas type to bring this team to the promised land.
0: All right. So uh, Ozzy Fresh is going with an inside backer. Um, Jason, you, you you got one pick. The choice is yours. Do as you please add something to this team that makes us better next year. Where are you going with it?
2: It, it, it's the whole linebacker room. That whole linebacker room the needs. Linebacker. To be switched <laughs> the whole linebacker. out. all the linebackers. <laughs> the entire linebacker room needs to be switched out. I mean, something. Yeah. There needs to be a whole new invigoration. y'all, of y'all life. better leave
0: my boy Alender Roberts in there, though. Oh, he's the man.
1: He's the man. He's he's, he's a good tackler, at least. The yeah.
2: entire room has got to go. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's got to go. Even average as Jerome Baker. Everybody's got to go. So um if there's one thing i could change on this team it's definitely the linebacker room
0: all right man uh any final words for your dolphins the season's over man that's it we won't be doing this anymore it's going to really fucking suck i'm so sad uh any parting words to this segment slime all your uh, i'm
1: gonna miss it man this was
0: <clears throat> it was a shit, season of down, up. Bro. getting
1: getting choked up <laughs> uh it's it was a season of up and downs man oh and uh 0 and three, uh, 3, and 0, three and zero, five and uh, five and 0, 0 and five. Like fuck, man, they had us at the edge of our seat all damn season. Um, and it was just, it was fun to see something out of the norm. Uh, it was, it was cool to see not forty-seven checkdowns a game. It, it was cool to see, you know, uh sideline talk not punting for three games straight that like shit like that was just so fun and exhilarating as a Dolphins fan thinking you had all this promise in the world and it just all comes crumbling down on you uh but uh but no I, my parting words is man Miami you played a hell of a season your fans you know we're lucky to have you this season it was so fun it, every, every week, it was something different to look forward to. And uh, I'm going to miss the hell out of it. But I can't wait now that, you know, we have our coach. We don't have to worry about hunting for another coach this offseason. We have our quarterback, you know, pending special helmets and bubbles. You know, he's going to come back over. So those two positions are solidified with no questions asked for next season. We have a good, you know, we have Jalen uh, Phillips and Brad Chubb. You know, like these solidified positions are there. Now I can't wait to see how we add on and improve. And that's going to be the best part of the draft. I can't wait for the draft. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty fucking awesome. Like, if you think about, like, we get to go into this offseason with McDaniel and Tua. Boom, they good. They're going to go to practice together. Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, they go into the offseason together. Jalen Waddle. And Tyreek Hill, like, there's
1: some fucking weapons still on We, we got a good team, man. Oh, we just got to keep Stacey, it
0: healthy. <laughs> we got Devon Holland back there, too. So, like, there's there's a lot of things that uh, the GM and the head coach and the quarterback and the defensive coordinator, like, there's a lot to build on. Um, there's just a couple pieces here and there, man. And if, if, the, if the health could work and if that big-ass helmet actually helps, <laughs> that'll be really fucking cool, too but uh i'm excited draft seven
1: to- linebackers in the draft just yeah, seven
0: i <laughs> <laughs> think it all started with that big ass fucking fiesta in fort myers at your house where we fucking had a great time and now we're here oh man crazy uh jason fi- final words on your miami dolphins
2: yeah, it was a hell of a season, man. It was such a fun season. It, it was different from years uh, past. Um, there was a lot of hope. And, you know, it, the season started off, like you guys said, 3-0, 0-3, 5-0, 0-5 type stuff. And even till the last game, the playoff game, they had us at the edge of our seats. They had us like that the entire season and you know health was our greatest enemy this year and hopefully going into the offseason we heal up and we come out next year nice and strong and you know that a lot of the talk once ota starts and spring training starts and we get into the hall of fame game in the preseason there's going to be a lot of that spotlight on this miami dolphin team because of what they did and how they competed against the buffalo bills who are obviously the top dogs in our division so it's going to be a very interesting offseason there's going to be a lot of shine on the dolphins and i can't. Wait to see how we come out next year. I'm excited for us.
0: So broken, it's over. It hurts That's so. It, it, hurts so it was a wild man. ride, though, man. It was a wild it ride. It was fun.
2: It was fun, oh, man. It was really fun. All right.
0: We're going to take a little break here, uh, and then we'll come back to the rest of the playoff talk. But uh, before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, it is now that time where I pass it to Slime for the one and only drink of the night.
1: All right, since we're bidding farewell to Miami, uh, I figured we'd have a Miami beer here tonight. We are drinking Vesasur's Mangolandia. Their nice. mango wheat ale hecho en Miami. It's a wheat ale with mango and other natural flavors, brewed and packaged in Miami, Florida. It's 4.8 alcohol by volume, and uh, believe it or not, this was the beer that uh, my mm-hmm. wife gave to me when we found out when uh, she was pregnant. Remember oh, Slime? You indeed. had one too. You tried to open one of these with a pregnancy test. You remember that? So uh <laughs> I tried to
2: steal one this week and he made it very clear. That's for the show. Don't touch it.
1: Yes, 100 <laughs> percent I was like, anything else is yours, just leave the bottom drawer. So uh store's Mangolania, beautiful can, you know. You got the uh Calle Ocho Rooster on there as well. So uh, nice Tony cock on further. that beer oh, nice. <laughs> I have to put this cock in my mouth, you know what I'm saying? All right, here you go. Salute
0: that was pretty right. fucking wild that he just yeah, said
1: But right. we're, we're talking can cock here, all right? So be careful.
2: Can you imagine? Can you I can almost jumped like on my beer. Can. <laughs> cock on a can. All right.
1: Best cock I ever had. So listen, he's a. Very heavy, heavy, heavy mango taste. For those who don't like mango, you're not gonna like this beer. But it's fully packed. You feel like you're biting in. You literally feels like you're you're draining a mango's juices and drinking them right up. Super easy to drink. Sexual. Uh, great, great beer. <laughs> great beer uh, for the pool, for the outside, anytime, any day. Mangolanya Vesa Sur, Shout out to Winwood. Um, great brewery. Great beer. Highly recommend. Get it at your local Publix if you live in Florida. If not. Go to Total Line, I'm sure it's there too. Highly recommend. Shout out to Bess Assood and cheers, fellas.
2: All Ooh. right, there you
0: go. Cheers to the um, Miami Dolphins. All right, we'll man. bring it back, fellas. Uh, that was a full slate of fucking games. Uh, the first one will attack. The 49ers just completely routed the Seattle Seahawks, made light work of them. I don't know how this fucking Brock Purdy guy continues to do it. <laughs> um, but it's happening. They're cooking, they're rolling. Debo took one for 70 uh fucking McCaffrey took one for 60 uh the defense is playing great slime how far can the 49ers go does it end this week against the Cowboys or you think they get another dub And Brock,
1: Brock Purdy threw 18 passes for 332 yards and three touchdowns 13, so bro. I don't know what fucking Shanahan is putting in the water over there or what scouts he has going to Idaho or wherever the fuck this kid's from. But uh, it's, it's impressive. It's impressive to watch. Like you, when they made that, that midseason trade for Christian McCaffrey, everyone knew it was going to be great, but we didn't know it was going to be like this. This <laughs> kid is unleashed and he's just becoming just a, the premier back. Once again, the premier back in the NFL, number one fantasy pick, I'm sure next year again. Um, And, and the 49ers with that, offense and then the defense is even better somehow Uh, the best in the league leaps and bounds better um like Jason said man unfortunately we're not going to be seeing them in the Super Bowl but I think that that the San Francisco 49ers will end up being in Arizona uh next month for sure
0: all right Jason um where we at on the 49ers do you think they um they keep the streak going or do you think it ends this week with the Cowboys
2: no, unfortunately for the Cowboys, I think their ride is done. They're they're going up against the juggernaut in the NFC, in my mind, which is the San Francisco 49ers. That team, offensively and defensively, they are stacked, and they have a great coaching staff. D'Amico Ryans has already got oh, he's like, gonna five be a interviews coach. lined up. So I, I, I have everything. The house is on the 49ers. They're going all the way to the Super Bowl and you know i just feel bad for every team that's in front of them with this revelation of brock purdy it's amazing yeah. so
1: quick quick question before you jump in slime Demico ryans does he go back to houston the job is open does he that's go back room. and coach that team awesome. that would be a full circle moment there i think that would be pretty that'd be pretty cool, cool. just wanted to put that out cool. there sorry go ahead
0: slim no that uh, and they got the great. second pick the second pick
2: in yeah. the draft, so right?
0: Yeah. First, yeah. Wow, Rich get rid- that be interesting. That's a tough fucking <laughs> job to take, <think>, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got some draft capital, but I don't know. It's uh are we just gonna ride off the cowboys that quick after the performance that they put on against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And before we go ahead and we say that those are just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they really fucking sucked, and Tom Brady is 46 year old. Let me remind you guys that just a week before uh we did what the circle of slime does best. Uh we said, the moments. <laughs> yeah, we said the cowboys were gonna get their fucking asses kicked and Brady would win the game. But uh, the Cowboys came out looked phenomenal. Dak was amazing. Michael Parsons is literally fucking Lawrence Taylor reincarnated. It's it's amazing. Um if you look at the past games from the 49ers and every game that Brock Purdy has played, they haven't played a team as formidable as the Dallas Cowboys. Are we really, really, really just so easily going to write them off and just call San Francisco that juggernaut that we are calling them and give this game away?
2: Here's but- what I'm going to say. Yeah. Let me jump in this real quick. Here's what I'm okay. going to say. It, it For me, talent for talent. These two teams are loaded across the board offensively and defensive both sides of the I ball. I going to come down. It's going to come down to the head coaching. It's going to come down to do you trust Mike McCarthy or do you try, trust Kyle Shanahan? And for me, I trust Kyle Shanahan That's more than I decision. do Mike McCarthy. So I, I go full head of steam, 49ers. Wow, full head of
0: steam. So you're putting everybody else's money on the
2: 49ers this week. Everybody else's money. Your 401k, Disney 401. We're going to bring <laughs> Madoff in this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: uh, if, if I'm being honest, man, yeah, we we Dak Prescott hasn't been playing well all season. The, the guy's uh, interception machine. If it wasn't for Josh Allen being a more interception machine, Dak would be <laughs> leading the league in the picks right now. Right now. <laughs> um, but it's it's like I I don't think Tampa Bay had that enough pressure on him. But he just had a great game. Dak Dak threw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns. Like that's in itself, awesome. You had a great game. Granted, like we, we did Prisoner of the Moment the week prior because Tom Brady had thrown for 300-plus yards and four touchdowns as well uh, the week prior, but that team didn't show up again. At home in the playoffs, that team showed why they were 8-9, and nine, and they barely squeaked in had, it, had the Panthers not muffed it at the end of the game. Um, so I, I do think San Fran is definitely going to rock his house and not going to let him be that free in the pocket against them. And obviously their secondary is great. Their linebackers are great. And I just don't see him having another 300-yard, four-touchdown game. I just don't see it. Um, and that team is that defense is literally the best in the NFL. And this is the kind of team that, that this honestly this might be the game of the week, considering the fact like Jason said, uh, offense and defense is kind of both, you know, great or elite. Um, so this is gonna be fun to watch, but I, I do think the 49ers still take care of business. Maybe it'll be close, but I just don't see Dakota Rain having that fucking game he had last week against the 49ers.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting like one. But, um...
1: thanks, man.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Uh we'll go to the Chargers and Jaguar next. So move on fucking <laughs> game that happened over there. Um, I went to sleep. It was 27-nothing or 27-3. Yeah, I think we all it's 27 Uh, to
1: 7 at the half
0: 27 to 7 at the half i wake up at like 3 in the morning from my sleep and i see a text from my cousin angel that says i can't believe jacksonville came back i'm wiping the cold out my eyes i couldn't fucking believe it and before you know it I, i look up the fucking the game line and sure enough they won 31 to 30 i had to watch the whole game like in the the sped up mode on like and that's what I did the
1: first thing I did Sunday morning was do the same thing and then I put it on for Jason I was like you gotta see this shit bro, bro
0: and I'm watching that game and I it almost felt fake dog I ain't never seen no shit like that where the starting quarterback damn near in the first quarter throws fucking four interceptions I, I'm watching I'm like bro this shit can't be real right now it was it was just it was fucking unreal and then Before you know it, touchdowns. He throws four touchdowns. touchdowns. (laughs) (laughs) It was just crazy. Uh, Slime, uh, initial reaction, what was your fucking take? Um, Did you fall asleep the way I did? Uh, How did you get information that Jacksonville actually won this game?
1: Well, I fell asleep for completely different reasons, and the reason (laughs) is Jason. Um, But other than that, uh, Mm -hmm. the – the, I, I too woke up at like six in the morning when my son woke up and I'm just like this, I grabbed my phone. I'm like, no fucking way. Like I just <laughs> see Duval in my text messages. I'm like, no way. And I, and I just see it and I was like, dude, they came back to win 31 to 30. My first impression is. Jason had
0: know at that moment either.
1: No, nah, he, he didn't know till he woke up. So he came out and I was like, Jason, can you believe the Jaguars came back and won yesterday? He's like, no fucking way. I was like, let's watch the recap again. I just watched it. Uh, so um, it's literally what we did. Uh, but, but no, I, I mean, it's, it's guys got to go big dick staley dick's gone limp bro all these funny (laughs) fourth and 30s and fourth and 13s you want to go for it every time on fourth down they figured you out and they dominated you in the second half you only scored three fucking points in the whole second half and you almost had six had you but they missed a field goal too so it's just it, it was just full circle like the way this guy has coached all season finally came back to bite him in the ass and um i think it's solely on him i mean this is people are licking their chops now they got justin herbert and that team ready for them i think sean payton's finally going to come out and take that job possibly and and, and take that team to the promise like because it's all set up for him right um we were expecting the chargers to be the number one team in the afc west competing with the chiefs all season right that's when we were doing our pre-predictions you know and then that whole division was a fucking wash so i think that that a, a big reason Is because of of Staley and I think that he just miscoached that whole fucking game and and uh Doug Peterson and Trevor Long are sunshine proved that he's gonna be a fucking great NFL uh QB in the upcoming years. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fucking awesome. Before I pass it to Jason uh slime, no chance they beat the Chiefs, right? No, bro, come on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was fun while it lasted, guys.
0: yeah everything up and gave you this breaking news uh what was it like for
2: you i just couldn't believe it. my jaw hit the floor i was like shut the fuck up you're lying dude he's like yeah and then he put it on the tv and i just every play that happened i would just turn around and look at him and like this is this really happening i can't believe this shit um but i mean bro San Diego Chargers, Justin Herbert, Philip Rivers, it falls in line like it just fucking makes sense. It's the curse of that team and I told you guys at the beginning of the season, I feel like that dude is just going to be the dude of that class that he's always going to get he that sure close and it sucks, you know, because he's really fucking good, but it's it's the curse of that San Diego that Los Angeles Chargers team, man. And, you know, there's no fucking chance that Jacksonville goes into Kansas City. Anything close of a victory, <laughs> but what a fucking ride, Duval! You know, enjoy it. That was awesome. We'll be cheering for you. Yeah. yeah and,
1: and another thing, Slime, before you go, like, I was like, I was like low-key super fucking happy. Like, not only because Duval and Florida and fuck yeah, but like to see Herbert just get crushed at the end was just beautiful because I I don't know if it's this, this like this for anyone else, but I feel like the chargers are our rivals now, ever since this Tua Herbert drive you know, they're going to be linked forever. So when I see him just collapse and that team lose, I couldn't help but smile. I was like, good for you. Fuck you guys. You know, like it was, it it made me happy to see that. And then of all teams, the Jags do it. It's like, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, crazy. He finally made it to the playoffs for the first time and then he blows a 27-0 lead, the biggest lead blown ever. So it's just it's just like cool. I have a question. Tua would have never done that.
0: Those sentiments you feel (laughs) towards the Chargers. Do we not feel the same way against the Bengals because we never had a chance at Joe Burrow? Or is do we only feel like that because we could have had Justin Herbert?
1: Could have, but but Joey B's cool, man. He's a cool dude. I like that (laughs) guy. Joey B's the man, you know, he's okay, cool, so Ed, he's and he, he's bringing a different great. energy there. But Herbert, fuck that guy, bro. All right,
2: yeah, yeah. So it's
0: Unless personal. he was
1: a Dolphin, then I would have loved him the whole time. It would have been great. <laughs> All
0: right, so it's personal. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. We hit the Dolphins. Uh, I don't know if there's much to talk about with the Ravens, Bengals. If there's anything that we're going to talk about, I think the only thing we should talk about is the fact that the Lamar didn't play, didn't even travel with the team.
1: That jersey was that was crazy to me. Crazy.
0: He didn't, yeah, even, show he, up. He didn't even show up. Bro. Um, you've had this man in a dolphins jersey for a minute. Uh, I already asked you what you think about next year and running it back with two. And you said bring back two. Now that I remind you of the man himself, Lamar Jackson, um, this guy's out of Baltimore, right?
1: I think so. But honestly, like in retrospect, the last two seasons, the reason they've gone out is because he hasn't played when it mattered the most. So if we're already worried about Tua's injuries, <laughs> imagine paying Lamar Jackson $300 million and him not lasting the season and it's his knees that can't do anything. So not touching uh, that? I mean, I, 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 I obviously the, the, just the, the caliber of player emotionally, yeah. like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. But then now, Sitting back and looking at it and be like, man, why, why? haven't the Ravens really done anything the last two years? It's because he's been hurt and he hasn't played the last, the ending of the last two seasons for the Ravens. So like, that's what just happened to us. I don't want this shit to happen to us again. You know what I'm saying? So like, those fantasies. I mean, don't get me wrong. If we signed Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. It's gonna be awesome. But I do have that scared thing now because now he's kind of showing that this kind of quarterback. Like Jason said a few episodes back, the Kyler Murrays, these guys, they're, they're just not lasting in the NFL. And uh, and it scares me now to invest that kind of money into a guy who clearly wasn't with his team the last two seasons and, and couldn't play. So, I mean, that's Guaranteed
0: my
2: only thing.
0: Guaranteed money, too. Guaranteed I, money, yeah. I, I, I got something. So, we got we got Tua and you got Lamar. It's for the pickings. Tua is cheap. Only, you can only give your No, the contracts are up. You got to pay them both. Who are you giving the money to? Slime.
2: Oh, you got Tua two years on that cheap deal. Though. No,
0: no. Yeah. We're speaking hypotheticals here. I'm paying. Oh, okay.
2: I three. see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you. if I they're both
1: you. healthy, completely healthy, I'll take two. You're taking two of Lamar. I I, I think I think his ability as a passer and the way he learned Mike McDaniel's offense, like it's just so like you've seen it, bro. These guys, Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater, were in the same fucking quarterback room all year. They could they were listening to the same Pat Bev talk all season <laughs> about how to run the offense, and it is a completely different offense when those two guys play football. So mm-hmm. like, I, I think you have to be a special kind of player to get that offense granted. Our coach will probably tailor an offense around Lamar Jackson, and it'll be fun. But I feel like he's only getting older, man. And Tua's a little bit younger. If we're going to take the chance on the wrist, we've already seen what Tua can do. Why have to start fresh with Lamar, you know? I'd rather stick with Tua. I,
0: I, I think I'm going to go Lamar on this one. The, the electricity that he would bring to this offense and the escapability and the creativeness that he could do, like the Patrick Mahomes kind of ex, extending the pocket, extending plays type shit. And I
1: can't believe dude, I just said him I can't believe I said Yeah, that. pretty
0: wild. <laughs> Lamar has a fucking cannon, bro. There were so many plays this year where Tua underthrew so many balls to Tyreek and Jalen. Lamar ain't fucking doing that. Um There's an argument to be made. I'm not That's Let's hear
1: Jason. I, I, he seems yeah, excited. Yeah. I want to I'm hear not this.
0: not saying one. you're wrong. Not saying I'm right. But uh I, a thousand percent, I'm giving that back to Lamar, bringing him here to Miami in his home state. Uh, that'd be a fucking show and the city would go crazy.
1: Oh, of course. Uh, Again, like I said, if we did sign him, awesome. I'm going to lose my mind and be happy. Yeah. Even if he only plays half the season, but
0: well, that's you know, the same you're going to get from fucking Tua. So whatever, uh, Jason, the, the floor is yours.
2: Yeah. I mean, health aside, and you, you're telling me that both these guys are going to be healthy throughout the entire 17 game series uh, season. Then, I think this offense is predicated more on that timing and accuracy, and we've seen the ceiling with Tua – I would lean, like Ozzy said, more towards Tua than I would towards Lamar Jackson only because of that accuracy and that timing factor. Lamar is super exciting. There's no doubt about that. And he would bring a totally different aspect to this offense, make it even more dynamic than what it is. But we saw what Mike Daniels wants to do. He wants to throw the ball. He wants to stretch the defense out. And he wants to attack the middle of the field. And man, to a show that if he's healthy, well, there isn't a quarterback in the league that does it better than him. Statistically speaking, that's just facts.
0: If he's healthy, what, is that what Mike McDaniel wanted to do, or is Mc, Mike McDaniel so great that that's what he was able to get out of his player? Because if it's that case, uh, I think it's
2: the latter, could... yeah. Which
0: well, he made it, he, he the, said it himself, he said, made the, it
2: the last.
1: Yeah, he, he made it a mission to to prove to the NFL that Tua was a great quarterback. Yeah. Like, he, he literally, that was his project Lamar. for the season, and he fucking succeeded, right? Like, so, like, obviously, he can do that with Lamar Jackson. He could do that with fucking Davis Mills if he wanted to, you know? I mean, the talent's probably not as equivalent, but I just think, like Jason said, man, the accuracy... You can't you can't teach that. Like that shit is just fucking amazing to see the way Tua put balls in places weird, where right. it was just fucking awesome. You know, like and and Lamar granted through all his abilities, his strength, his legs, all that good stuff. I don't know. I have a weird feeling that I just still would go with Tua. <laughs> it's 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 he's I don't know. a dynamic
2: yeah. player. He's great. There's no we're not bashing Lamar ja- uh, Jackson. I just think not when not it comes to passing, it, 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 it Tua's got the lead in that that point right there.
0: Alright, All right. well, last game of the playoffs. Um, I couldn't give it to you in the middle of it because I know you guys are just fucking so excited and fucking happy. So, you know, I, I saved the best for last for my boys. Uh, the New York football giants went ahead and took away and just got the skull shit fucked. so <laughs> fucked. <Yeah.
1: Skull punks. laughs> Literally,
0: <laughs> the New York Giants Oh fucked the Vikings. They win thirty-one to twenty-four. Um, uh, bask in the moment, man. Uh, just go ahead and rip the Vikings, destroy Kirk Cousins. Uh, which one's the? Which one of you wants to go first?
2: Fraud. Oh my God,
0: we could tag it team this, bro.
2: <laughs> fraud fucking frauds bro
1: fucking frauds bro fuck those
0: guys I think we just lost that's what they are I think I just woke up my son just a bunch of
2: frauds
0: A bunch of
2: frauds. We called it all year, man. Kirk Cousins is going to be that guy. He's going to put up those numbers, but when it comes down to it, when it's fourth and eight, he's going to throw a three-yard out to the tight end and not even hit it. (laughs) That's what Kirk Cousins is, bro. That's what he does. He's not even going to look for his – the fucking best receiver in the game of football right now he's not even gonna look his <laughs> way. I don't give a shit if he's triple covered 50 men are on the field covering him you throw the ball to that guy and you live and you die with what he does. fucking ridiculous Kirk Cousins. yeah
0: it was uh just I was appalled <laughs> I'm watching that fourth and eight and he like you said he throws a three yard out to the fucking tight end. Uh, it was just truly unbelievable. Bro, he
1: li- he lived and died by TJ Hawkinson. He had 10 catches for 130 yeah. yards. Like, and I don't, and again, like we talked about it l- briefly last week, they got back a Dory Jackson. That secondary is like back to, to being where it should have been in the beginning of the season. Right. And, and they, they locked down J Jeff, but like, but like uh, Jason said, still d- d- he was fucking being held against Buffalo, and he still one-handed that bitch down and brought it back from a Buffalo defense. just give him the ball, bro! Like, give him the ball. He only had forty-seven Kirk receiving Cousins. yards in the playoffs in Minnesota in a dome. Like, come on, what are y'all doing? <laughs>
2: like, I Kirk don't Cousins.
0: Understand. Yeah, <laughs> if you're the Minnesota Vikings, are you bringing Kirk Cousins back next year? Like, at, at what point do you draw the line and say like you've seen enough? Have they not seen enough They're kind here? of financially
2: strapped to him, though. The, doesn't he got a fully guaranteed contract and he's still got, like, two years left on it? They're kind of stuck. They they got to bite his bullet. What else are you going to do?
1: Yeah, man, yeah, I agree. One. Like, I, um, you got to live and die by him and Jay Jettis, man. And, unfortunately, he didn't want to give him the ball.
0: <laughs> it, it was crazy. But uh, before we go ahead and, like, shit all over the Vikings, which I know you guys just – it would make you guys so happy, but – uh. Let's give the fucking Giants some credit. Um, oh ball, no, bro. Um, Daniel Jones. That Saquon guy's earning Barkley. his contract.
1: They're, they're gonna. They have no choice but to pay Daniel Jones at this point. Uh, he he's left it out all on the field the last couple weeks of the season. The guy's just been playing lights out, and and like it's it's so weird. It's like watching a baby deer do like masculine things because the guy can take off running. He can throw the ball. Uh, the emergence of freaking Saquon Barkley was just. Uh, it's just beautiful to see in that offense flowing and and Chants a day ball man. The guy's a fucking good coach, bro. He went out there to the you know second best team in the NFC and took care of fucking business and beat them in their house. Like that's like that's fucking. Granted, they're frauds or not. That's still a hard thing to do in the postseason, going into some, especially with those fans, how loud that place gets. They kept their composure and they just played a solid fucking football game. They scored in every quarter. They kept it consistent and they took care of business, man. So shout out to the Giants for sure.
0: Yeah. Slime, you giving these guys, you giving the New York football Giants a chance against the Philadelphia Eagles next week. Uh, man a lot of people are thinking that
1: they're gonna beat the Eagles too uh the reports are that Jalen hurts is back like the shoulder nagging injury is no big deal that he's a hundred percent um but you know that they could that could just all be smoke screens and the way the Giants have been playing and the way they're being coached like who knows, man? Jason been saying Philly kind of on that fraud tip a little bit too. That their schedule was just as easy as the Dolphins. I think you said that as well, slime That they played a bunch of easy opponents all season. So now you have a gritty ass team coming in. Oh man, I wish Detroit was in the playoffs right now. Would be so cool. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's it, you have a gritty team coming in that's gonna fucking smash mouth football you on the defensive line with Kevon Thibodeau and all these guys like doing snow angels on freaking Jalen Hurts' body. We'll it's see. Orange, uh, but I, it, yeah, I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna. They're not gonna. make Make it easy for philly that's for damn sure and the fact that it's a divisional game the fact that this is the third time they're going to see them this season i think the ball, day ball is going to have a nice little plan ready for them and i and i like their chances i think they might fuck around and make it to the nfc championship game it'd be it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they did they've been solid all damn season they went 10 and 7 and one surprise that, that weird tie was just really bonkers but again in a divisional game and i and i think that i think they give them a run for their money i am not putting my money on it but I'll put somebody's five on the Giants winning this game for sure against the Eagles.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the fucking Giants, I think they have a really good chance. And like you said, with uh, Jalen Hurts still being a little gimpy, um, that secondary playing the way they're playing, you got Thibodeau coming on the edge, you got Dexter Lawrence coming up the middle. Um, the way the ball is just scheming this offense and the way Daniel Jones is executing it and the run game. Um, I'm he rushed it. 17 times, bro. Bro, I, at one point he had like a couple carries for like 60 something yards at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is sneaky fucking fast and he can yeah. super athletic, he can do it. Um it's going to be interesting, man. That might be that could be the game of the weekend. There's some really good fucking games, but um man, that could be a really good game. Jason, uh talk to me about the Giants. Um, Are you even giving them a chance against the Philadelphia Eagles this week? You've picked the Giants multiple times this year as well. Uh, they've been your upset pick. For some reason, they've never been a favorite, uh, but you've picked them plenty of times. They're not a favorite again this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Did the Giants make it to the NFC Championship game? Oh, that just sounds crazy.
2: The Giants are a very good football team and you look around <clears throat> excuse me you look around at the this is going to be a divisional football game you look at the Cincinnati Bengals and the Ravens that was a close game you look at Miami and you look at the Buffalo Bills that was a close playoff game so all these divisional games are coming down and they're showing you that divisional games are extremely tough and they're going to be down to the wire I don't think anybody's going to like whoop up on anybody in this game um but it's going to be a close game and I think the Giants have the recipe do beat the Philadelphia Eagles, especially with Jalen Hurts not being 100%. Their defense is looking good. It's all been good all year. And the running game. And if you can keep running the ball with Daniel Jones the way they did, 17 carries, 78 yards, run the ball with um, Saquon, control the clock, keep Philadelphia's offense off the field. Yeah, man, the Giants could find themselves very sneakily in the NFC Championship game. And, and it, it wouldn't be so much of a shock, I think, everyone after the year that Dayball has had, I think he's becoming one of those coaches and becoming one of those teams where it's like, yeah, we're not going to count them out. They're not lucky. They're a good football team. So you better game plan and be ready for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's kind of almost reminded me of that Baltimore Ravens run with fucking Joe Flacco when he just, when he just got hot, uh, you know what I mean? And took them all the way to a fucking Super Bowl, And that's, Something I could fucking see Daniel Jones doing. That shit would just be fucking nuts. The defense is good enough. We've said it for weeks, Jason. I've uh, asked you the question playing times. Um, I would ask you again, but you sound like Kane today.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, just fucking a good defense and a running game. Look guy's like five minutes late
2: to that. Right? Laugh. <laughs> he laughed like five minutes after you said that.
0: <laughs> but uh, they got a really good chance, so we'll see what's up. All right, that's going to wrap it up for those games. Oh, we got Bills and Bengals, bro. Um, where the fuck we at on that game? Slime, you want to hit that one first?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, the game – Buffalo's not good, bro. Like, I'm sorry. They're, they're good. They're a good team. But it looked like the Bengals were about to whoop that fucking ass before Hamlin got hurt and that game ended. But that uh, game and was just, in
0: Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, and and, and it's it's going to be in Buffalo now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that does change thing. You know, the Cincinnati field's cursed; everyone knows that. So that's going to change a little bit of factors there. But um, I do think the Bengals have a great chance of beating this Buffalo team, and it scares me because they're also Kansas City's kryptonite. So are the fucking yeah. Bengals going to make it to the Super Bowl again? Like that's it's, it's it could happen. It could happen. So Joey B is just that dude. Uh, but I do I, I do think it's going to be a close game. We we roughed up Josh Allen pretty well. I don't I, I see him still being the one-man hero he's trying to be every game and, and and overdoing it, and I think that's going to be their demise as well, uh, except the Cincinnati team is probably going to take care of business in Buffalo. So fuck, fuck Buffalo. Yeah, fuck Buffalo.
0: Jason, where are you at on this one?
2: Was- yeah, I'm bangles. Bangles all day. Fuck Buffalo. I, I love Joe Burrow and, <laughs> and freaking uh, Chase, that, that combination right there. They, I love them. I'm rooting for them hard. They're chasing that ring, man. No pun.
0: I like that. That's a good one. Uh whether it was intentional or not. But. It definitely wasn't, but slam, that was a good one. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, we've talked enough fucking football today. Uh, the Dolphins are over. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you, we will start talking Miami Heat basketball next week. Uh, fellas, we're going to have to start watching Heat basketball. So. Hey, hey <laughs> now, I've been
1: catching a few. It's just yeah. every game I catch, they fucking lose. So I don't know. We got to see what
0: happens. <laughs> I'm a curse. It seems like this <laughs> has been like a real 500 team, so it is fucking hit or miss when you catch that game, whether they're going to win or lose. But uh, I'll be doing my due diligence watching uh, Heat basketball. Um, I'm going to start watching a lot of NBA because uh, – we're going no to need <laughs> yeah. something no choice. Yeah, I was no choice. just about to say, we're going to need something to hold us down and hold this show down. Um, if not, we're going to fucking start doing movie reviews. Uh, get your subscription for the movie theaters back. The <laughs> uh, we're going to have to make it happen. But regardless of what it is, um, there's two segments on this show that will never go away. They are here at 365 every single episode of the year. And the first one is fact of the day slime. all right boys this fact of the day
1: might piss you guys off a little bit (laughs) well like not um... not necessarily you slime because you've been catching your own meals in this category as of recent but did you guys know that the fish that you're buying from a grocery store is most likely labeled wrong oh damn like
0: what are they what part of the label is wrong
1: that salmon is probably not salmon Researchers what? estimate that about one third of all fish sold in restaurants and grocery stores is mislabeled, often to deliberately mislead consumers and get them to buy the more expensive fish, getting tilapia while paying for red snapper prices. Snapper was found to be found to be mislabeled 87% of the time, where tuna was mislabeled 59% of the time. It's far too common to be a fluke, but make sure you know what the fuck your fish is. See looks what you like did there. Wait, did you do that on purpose? Hundred uh, percent.
2: A
0: fluke fish or something? What did I Yeah, mean? yeah, It's a type of uh, fish. Yeah. So, uh,
1: so yeah, so double check your fish. Make sure you're fucking reading the label twice. Some and
0: people won't even fucking know, even if that's they read it. The label.
1: Eighty-seven percent of the people didn't know that they were buying the wrong damn salmon. So. So keep that in mind next time you go and buy fish, guys. Uh, slime, like I said, you're catching it right out of the ocean and frying them up uh, in the kitchen, so you don't have to worry about that. But anyone else out there who's buying, make sure you know what you get.
0: How do you get? How do you like get salmon wrong, though? I'm curious. Like, what the fuck do you think that orange yellow shit is like?
1: Oh, no, dog, but it's the fact of the day, so it's got to be real.
0: (laughs) I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying how fucking stupid these people are. That's crazy. It seems like it's more red
2: snapper. It seems like it's more red snapper than any other fish.
0: This guy's always on your ass, bro. We got to do something about it. Thank God he hasn't proven me wrong yet.
2: (laughs) 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 Then this whole segment goes to
1: shambles. If 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 I start giving the wrong facts out. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right let's have a little bit more fun ladies and gentlemen it's now time for the he did what he did
1: what all wow. right boys we're still in the holiday theme here a lot of people i noticed that this week especially are still have their christmas trees up i saw today the tra- trash gets picked up tomorrow so everyone puts out their trash today and i've seen a few christmas trees out there so i know it's mid-january you still got a christmas tree up stop being lazy man put that shit away already or throw it out if it's real figure it out but anyways this, this week, yeah, nah, <laughs> I threw my been, shit out was,
2: last week. <laughs> it
1: would have been amazing if there was a Christmas tree behind him, like right at the moment. As I was saying
2: after uh, Dia de los Reyes, Liz was like, "All right, get rid of this thing. That's it." <laughs> January sixth, that tree's gone, baby. Nice.
1: All right, so the, this week's he did what? He did what? Goes as the following. The title goes: Florida man arrested after he allegedly hit his wife with a Christmas tree after she asked for help with making dinner. Damn, that's fucked up, dog. <laughs> yeah. The Florida man threw a Christmas tree at his wife during an argument that was sparked when she asked him to help making dinner, authorities said. Richard Atchison, 52, lost his temper in the couple's Fruitland Park home Monday evening after his wife excuse me, asked for help and put a spoon in the sink, accidentally splashing him with the water. According to the arrest affidavit obtained by Fox 35 Orlando, Atchison packed his things, went outside to his vehicle before returning home because he had been drinking and told his wife to leave instead. So not only he started the whole shit, she splashed him with some water. He tried to leave. He came back. You know what? I'm too drunk. You need to get the fuck out of here. And And then when the wife tried to go, Deputy State Atchison shoved her, picked up a Christmas tree that was in the corner of the room, and then hit her over the head with it. He allegedly then blocked the front door with the same tree, preventing her to leave till the cop showed up. So <laughs> that being said, you put up? your fucking Christmas trees away because you might piss your husband or wife off one day enough where they're gonna pick it up and hit you with it. So that's your he did what for this week. <laughs> Throw away your Christmas trees and help your spouses with dinner. Don't don't make them splash you and get you upset about it. Please. <laughs> Jason,
0: wish he had that Christmas tree. Thank you for the he did what? uh Never fails. He's still batting a thousand after six fucking seasons. One time for Slime. Appreciate you, my boy. All right, man. It is now time for the spotlight moment of the night brought to you by the Circle of Slime. Jazzy J, lights on you. Shine bright, baby.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for liking. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being on the other side of that lens. We got big things coming this year. So continue supporting the show. Continue watching. Continue liking. And always remember, sharing is caring. Let's go heat. All right. Slime. Spotlights on you. Shine bright, baby.
1: Yeah, so I just want to give a shout out and thank you to everyone who's uh, been collabing with us. Uh, Shout out to the New York Dolphin Fan Club where Slime was at this past weekend. Uh, We posted a picture on our page so you guys can check it out. Show that bar some love for our New York listeners out there. Make sure you go check that out. I've honestly noticed like even when I lived in Charlotte, I went to the Charlotte Dolphins Fan Club. There's 100 people there every Sunday. It's pretty much every state but Florida that likes the Dolphins, which is just so bizarre to me. But we live up to our rep, apparently, so uh, that's that sucks. But either way, if you're not from Florida, find your local Dolphins bar, show some love, and, and enjoy the games next season, unfortunately. But, yeah, just want to say thank you again. Uh, this is officially season six. We have a lot of cool Ooh. content planned for you. I know football is over, and that was a big chunk of our episodes, but we got a lot of basketball going on. We got hockey, even though the Ice Cats fucking suck. Now um, – but we got a lot of different sports to talk to you guys about. Uh, opening days coming a few months away. Maybe Circle Slam be out there for opening day. Maybe do an episode in the parking lot next to the, Jason's favorite tire swing. You know, so keep listening, keep engaging, uh, keep reacting with us. We appreciate all the love on every post, all the shares, all the clicks, like, subscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, leave the five star reviews, Spotify anchor, wherever you guys can catch us. Spread the word. Let everybody know about the Circle Slam. Let's grow this circle as a whole. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you guys next week.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're at, wherever you are, if you made us the Circle of Slime a part of your day, we thank you, we appreciate you, and we love you. It's me, your boy Skinny, Jazzy J, and the One and Only, Ozzy Fucking Fresh.
1: What's up, everybody? (laughs)
0: Skinny.